0: I actually already did an episode about this, but I don't remember what exactly I said. I don't remember what all I covered. And it's time to um, time to reiterate a few things. And it's time to just, um, you know, have the conversation again because it's relevant again. So Charlamagne did an interview with Gucci Mane sometime last year at the end of last year in 2019 it was a really good interview um and I know that I talked about it then but I'm bringing it back up today because tomorrow uh well by the time y'all hear this it'll be today but um Jeezy and Gucci are doing a versus and so originally it was Jeezy and T.I. and in that battle I was gonna have Jeezy Not to say that Tip ain't got hits or nothing like that, but I just feel like Jeezy got more more bangers than Tip, so I was wrong with Jeezy. But when they gave Ti the boot, (laughs) and now it's Jeezy and Gucci, I'm Team Gucci because uh, although Jeezy does have hits, and you know I I like his singles that had came, you know I I like the singles that came out and all that. I have a I have a serious love for Gucci, man, in my heart. I grew up on that man. Like, I literally listened to Gucci all throughout high school and all throughout college. That's all I listened to. And um, I just feel like Gucci had... I feel like Gucci was a wave himself. First of all, I think, like... I don't know. Jeezy be saying he, he the trapper. I don't... I don't even think Gucci called himself a trapper. I don't I don't know. I feel like they, they two different kinds of rap. Um so you know, obviously you got the Jeezy fans on the internet, you got the Gucci fans, what it's, it's two different types of it's two different crowds. But it was just so crazy to me that people was going so hard, like for I do agree, they said that Jeezy got like timeless hits. He got he do his his shit. It's di- it's two different types of music though. But it was killing me that people was like, if you listen to Gucci, you was a custo, Jeezy's a hustler, y'all niggas is drug addicts, and y'all niggas was in the slow classes in school, if you listen to Gucci. I'm like, where is all this Gucci hate coming from? Because everybody rocked with Gucci. Everybody went through that wave with him and was on his dick. Like, and I, it's really not that serious, but it's just funny to watch the, the divide on social media. So niggas is just going talking about he a druggie blah blah blah, the clone ain't no good, da da da, Jeezy got classic albums, blah, I've never listened to a whole Jeezy album ever in my life, first of all, I'm not the the music connoisseur, so y'all can't even, like, put me in this bunch of, maybe I I don't truly know music, but, you know, I just never really fucked with Jeezy on that level, I was always a Gucci fan, but, also what really ruffled some feathers i had reposted this somebody had posted something on instagram today and said gucci married a black woman so jeezy already lost in my opinion bye and uh the girl put on the caption gucci won before it even started some talk about it some be about it don't even try to argue this one um she said p.s if you mad go tell your folks mine know where i stand when it comes to black love i said what i said and won't explain what i meant period poo okay and i respect gucci for that you know his his woman held him down and y'all i mean that's a beautiful thing in itself and i'm glad that you know she stuck around and it worked out for them and you know what i'm saying they're happy now i don't recommend that to to the ladies i I mean it, it depends on you and your personal situation like i said different strokes for different folks everybody's relationship is a case-by-case basis what works for one person may not work for another i'm not holding no nigga down through drugs jail or you know what i'm saying because that's just something that like i'm not i'm not i'm not standing i'm not sticking around for that i'm not i don't want no person that you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that you know sometimes I, i've said things like oh i want a man to come fully assembled blah blah, blah. like you know that's the whole purpose of me being on a healing journey right now working on myself i'm not coming to the table with no bullshitting and wanting you to accept all of this shit and accept me as oh this is just how i am or you got to work with me through this and i got to put you through all of this pain and i got to put you through all of these different things you know what i'm saying no you have to heal that and work on yourself before you come to somebody and want to be with them so but you know what i'm saying shout out to her for for doing that staying down sticking around they happy like i said it depends on your situation it depends on the people whatever that part no that ain't me but let's turn a negative into a positive because y'all talking all that shit about my man's gucci and uh like i said i did an episode about this before but i'ma just do it again i don't know exactly what i said on the last one and for all the newcomers y'all y'all hear what i gotta say about it now so like I said, I want to turn a negative to a positive and just talk about the evolution of Gucci. Talk about the growth of Gucci, of Gucci as a man and where he's at now. Why niggas all here, drug addict, da, 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 Like, okay, let's let's talk about the evolution of us. And, and the same stuff that I talk about every day, trying to evolve as a person and grow and all of that. Because that that's the beauty in it. That's the beauty in it. To see him grow as a man and see the person that he is now. I loved his music. When I was in high school and college, would I ever have fucked with a nigga like that? Absolutely not. But the man that he is today, yes, I would be with a Roderick Davis, okay? Okay, I would be with him tonight because he got his shit together. But okay, so um, the evolution of Gucci today, drug-free, alcohol-free, physically he's changed, mentally he's changed. Um, I can't really say spiritually. I don't know too much about where he's at there. But just the overall growth of him as a man, a complete 180 from where he was back in the day. Um, You know, they had that meme going around on the Internet talking about uh, Kisha K.R. was with him through jail, Gucci, drug, Gucci, cheating, Gucci. But now he done been to therapy and had rehabilitation and all of that um he was saying the things that have put him in the mindset that he's in now is a lot of reading a lot of working out you know changing his lifestyle being healthy all of that um he talked about how having a good person around you to rub off on you was super important he kept mentioning that his wife was a very big part of his life change and just becoming the man that he is um And I think it's good that he kept really, um, you know, just mentioning her and saying how much she changed his life and how much she was an asset to him. Like, because, and I feel like it's different now because I feel like back in the night, but it's so weird because even in the nineties and stuff, you had representations of black love in the music industry and stuff like that. You had guys like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube that's been with their wives since they got on, and you know what I'm saying, it never really had no scandals or no shit like that. But I, f- I still feel like, um aside from those people, like I just feel like coming up, watching people in the entertainment industry, they always had to portray that they were single people and stuff like that to, you know, whatever to be marketable or whatever. But now you see more people in the industry being married or being in relationships or whatever, and. I think that people should showcase that in a good light. You know what I'm saying? Because people always want to make it seem, especially for men, they always want to make it seem like it's not cool to be in a relationship. It's not cool to have a woman not knowing. And like Gucci said, he kept saying, like, she's his secret weapon. That's what he said. He said he, he now um, links being married to being successful and understanding that having a woman by your side is going to maximize your potential. Because two people is better than one. Two heads is better than one. Two incomes is better than one. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that men have to understand that. And I think, um, I don't know, I just think a lot of guys have to really grow up and mature because they always feel like... I I don't know where guys get off by having this mentality of always being around their boys forever and all of that. When really it really be your woman is the realest one in your corner. That's what it really be at the end of the day when you think about it. And women is always the one that's holding niggas down, that's doing the most for them, that's going over and beyond for them. Your homie's not doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, put some respect on our motherfucking name. Um, he was talking about uh, you know being addicted to lean and stuff like that. And he was saying uh, how hard it is to go through the, the process and the, and the withdrawal from it. So, he He had to get off lean when he went to prison or whatever. And he was saying, like, you know, Charlamagne was asking him, like, how was it? Like, what was that experience like? And he was talking about withdrawals. It's like, you just got to go through it. You know what I'm saying? You got to go through that that crazy phase. He said it's like um, really bad diarrhea, obviously, um, like, you know, like sweats, all of that, you gotta go just all of the bullshit that you gotta go through. Um and it's really like you a junkie because um it's like what do they be saying, they be saying it's uh it's liquid heroin and um but he said you just gotta go through it and I feel like that's the same thing with life. You just gotta go through I hate to compare life to a lean withdrawal or trying to get off lean but it is. You just gotta go through it. You know what I'm saying? You are not going to just have all the glory in life. It's not just going to be good days. It's not just going to be sunny days. You got to get them lessons. You got to go. I just saw somebody had reposted something yesterday. They said, uh, no mud, no lotus flower. Like, you cannot go through life without going through the hard times. Like, you just got to go through it. Um, He talked about how, like, his lean and his drug addiction, um, he used his addiction as a way to not address things and not take accountability for the things that he was doing in life. He said that he didn't respect like the consequences and the repercussions of the things that he was doing. He said that anytime he went to jail, he'd be like, "Oh, they hating on me." They ha- who's hating on you? You are committing crimes. Who's hating on you? But I really think that's the me- mentality of a black man. And um I guess that's the mentality overall of a person who don't want to take accountability for what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to place the blame on any and everything but themselves. But I definitely, I'm sorry, I'm going to point out black men because I feel like a lot of niggas feel like that. Like, oh, niggas hating on me. Like, nobody's hating on you, sir. You're going through life um you know moving funny doing fucked up shit and you you don't want to take accountability for your actions you know what i'm saying so he was saying he never respected the consequences of his actions um and he used his addiction as a way to address things and that's the thing like people always use different ways to cope so a lot of people use alcohol to cope a lot of people use drugs to cope a lot of people use sex to cope some people use food to cope you know what i'm saying so people use different things as a way to not address their problems. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that you cannot keep running from yourself forever. You can't keep running from your problems. At some point in time, you're going to have to address whatever it is that you're going through in life. But you, I feel like you got to hit rock bottom to get to that point. You got to get to a point where it's like, fuck, I can't run no more. I really got to face myself. Um, he talked about how his life started to change for him when he was in jail. And, you know, after he had basically went through the withdrawal and, like, you know, got clean from lean and all of that, he talked about how, you know, his mentality changed and he started reading and all of that. And um, he was doing, he was working out. So he started to see the changes in his life in jail. He started to see, when I told you about that, that mind shift, that mentality, how that has to change, he said he started to see the changes then. So... Once, once he started seeing the benefits in jail it was like beast mode when he got out he like fuck man I done shifted my mentality and I done changed you know the way that I think and all of that in here and I see how it's helping me so when I get out I might as well just keep on this path so that's what it is for people um, I liked how he said that um, the reason why he married Keisha K. Or was because he made the conscious decision to be with her he said it was no other that's how he knew he truly loved her and really wanted to marry her he was saying a lot of people get married because oh we got kids together or you know for whatever fake reasons they feel like they should be together but he said that he just consciously felt like I want to be with her like you know what I'm saying and I think that I think that's deep because I think a lot of people do have I don't want to say ulterior motives because I don't really think that's what I mean by that. But some people do have ulterior motives to be with people. But like he said, like, people have other reasons for why they feel like they gotta be with somebody. Especially, like, a a good example is having kids with somebody. You know what I'm saying? I think my my dad had a conversation with me about that before, about how he had married my brother's mom because he felt like it was the best thing to do because she was pregnant with them. So um, you know, you never want to get married or be with a person for the wrong reasons. I think you should be with somebody because you truly want to be with them. So I definitely agree with him on that. Um, he talked about how, you know, when he was Andre, when he was wild Gucci and how he was wilding out and shit, he talked about how he crossed a lot of people, you know, um, that one time he went on the Twitter rant and all that and was just talking crazy about people. He said, um, you know, basically thank God for growth and for maturity because um, he had to apologize to a lot of people and show him, you know, that he that he had changed as a person. And that, that's the best way to show somebody that you changed is through your behavior. It's not to say that everybody will accept you or um, accept your apology is worth a try. But, you know, luckily he did have some people that, you know, accepted him and uh accepted the fact that he changed but he said it was still a lot of people that was like no nah, it's a burnt bridge and you know that that's the that's the price you gotta pay for <laughs> for being a nigga like that mm. he talked about how he lost his whole crew all the niggas that he had came up with um and I think that was more so, uh, well, for two reasons. He kind of said that, for one, you know, the one the one group of niggas had snitched on him or whatever. And um, so that was a wrap. <laughs> you can't, even though he was in the wrong for whatever he was doing, like, that's a part of the street code. You can't snitch on niggas. But um, he talked about the whole clone conspiracy thing and how people was thinking, like, that he not the same person. He said that he still is the same person, but he's just more mature now he had a lot of growing to do all of that and he definitely is still the same person because he's still he still about that shit period and even with the whole Jeezy thing like um I don't know (laughs) I feel two ways about it because I feel like if you're gonna do something like that I, I do feel like number one you gotta you gotta build the hype up around it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have niggas excited to watch it. You gotta be on your Floyd Mayweather talking shit, you know, getting ready, niggas ready for a boxing match. You can't come in that bitch just like, okay, it's gonna be peaceful, peaceful Patty in this bitch and it's Gucci Man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas is gonna talk shit, niggas, you know, whatever. But also, these niggas did have a real life beef. Um, and, uh, but the whole post about how, uh, you know, one of Jeezy Mans got killed, like, that, even though he ain't. Technically, make the posts he reposted it that that's a bit deep so niggas like i don't know which way it's gonna go he said they really is gonna be in the room together it, it's gonna be wild but um he definitely still is the same person i do feel like um you know <laughs> you definitely gotta uh stand on your motherfucking two feet and let niggas know that niggas ain't gonna disrespect you you know what i'm saying we ain't taking ain't no disrespect without retaliation period like you definitely can't let niggas disrespect you so uh i i fuck with that too i fuck with that too they had the whole part on the interview where uh you know he talked about uh killing the dude and uh, Charlamagne was like do you ever regret that or feel bad about it he like no I put that nigga where he deserved to be in the grave and, and, and I agree if somebody is trying to kill you if somebody trying to take your life you gonna go easy on them you not you know no nigga it's gonna be you before it's gonna be me so I respect that aspect of it um he said some of the traits that he has that he always had was that He's a hardworking person. He's always been punctual and he always been about his business. And that's never gonna change. And that's good. Those are some great qualities to have. Um, I had a conversation with somebody a long time ago about how they felt that they think what did they say? They said they think that the person that you are as a child is who you truly are at heart and like that you always keep those like those core qualities or traits i don't know if i really agree with that though because you know people be good kids and some people don't change like in a good way though like for the most part I, like I always talk about how I always feel like I've been like a really cool down to earth person I feel like I never change so some people don't change but some people get corrupted by the world by life by the environment and stuff like that so I don't think everybody sticks to the core of who you think they are but I felt what they were saying but um you know I don't know whatever um he talked about how For a long time, one of the things that he couldn't let go was, like, basically being in his comfort zone and how he felt like he always had to be in Atlanta. Or even if he wasn't in Atlanta, he always felt like, oh, I got to go back and be in the hood or whatever. And that's definitely something that a lot of rappers need to let go of. Like, niggas always want to be in the hood. They want to be around, you know, hood niggas and where they came up from. And I feel like, especially if you're from Detroit, I feel like you can't move like that. I mean, I don't know. If you feel like you well-respected in the hood... That's fine and dandy, but you also got to know, like, when you make it, niggas don't want to see you shine. It's, it's definitely going to be them crabbing a barrel-ass niggas that's hating on you, that want to take your life. They want to take whatever the fuck it is that you got. So, I definitely think that people have to be um, aware of shit like that. Um, and He talked about how, like, now the earth is his turf and he want to travel everywhere and all of that. As you should, as you should, because a lot of people don't get out of their hometown. A lot of people can't even go to Vegas or Miami or Atlanta or some shit like that. Don't even understand. Like, it's a whole fucking world out here. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Aruba. I want to go. I want to go to Dubai. Dubai. Um, You know, it's, it's a whole fucking world out here. And niggas just think that, you know, Detroit is it or Atlanta is it or going to Miami every day is it like it's a whole fucking world out here and I think that um you know everybody is not gonna be able to experience that and a lot of people don't have dreams and aspirations to get the fuck on and live their life or see anything outside of where they was born and raised um another good part that he talked about was how he felt like um I think he had said he went to Italy and he was talking about how when he went there and he I don't know he was walking down the street in Italy he said he just walked out with just a little white beater on and he ain't had no jewelry on and he was talking about how prior to where he is in life now he used to feel like he needed to wear jewelry you know what I'm saying because he wasn't a confident person but he said after he got out of jail and got physically in shape he said that's the ultimate confidence and it's like and once again, I think uh, Nipsey, the one who said, it's not in you, it's on you. I mean, it's not it's not on you, it's in you. And he was saying that, like, you know, he had to get to that point where he got confident and felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that. And it, that's, that's that, that my jewelry, whatever, my possessions, my material shit don't define me. And that's something that I, I always talk about all the time, too. And I think that when you realize that the jewels in your mind... And and, and your brain and all of that, that that's, those are the real jewels. That's the real gems. That's the real confidence. Um, He also talked about how um, being in uncomfortable situations always made him an aggressive person. And um, he said that now in the present day, it don't even get there. It don't even get to that point. And he said he had to understand that a lot of shit is not that serious. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, you know now that he sees that things aren't that serious he'd be like what you getting mad for you know what i'm saying he, he talked about how he felt like he used to always have to have a reason to justify the anger like you did this to me so this is why i did this you did like always on some tit for tat type shit and that i think a lot of people deal with that because um they be angry some people be angry for no reason but a lot of people be angry for a lot of reasons and it'd be a lot of undressed unaddressed issues it'd be shit from their childhood tra- traumatic incidents that happened to them and you know and i always talk about how you know i always feel like oh i used to want to be a person that could pop off or just have an attitude or just go out do all of those people are justifying that anger or you know or they act like that because because it's a it's a much deeper issue at hand it's a very deeply rooted issue for why people be so angry and you need to handle that <laughs> um he talked about how he regret a lot of the things that he did, a lot of the things that he said. Not the murder, though. Like, like I said, he said he said he, that nigga deserved to be put in the ground, and um, I ain't gonna lie, I respect that. Um, he talked about how he had to get court ordered therapy after jail, and he said that by the time that um, by the time that he got to therapy after jail, he said he ain't even really needed cuz he was sober and he had pretty much figured out everything after that point. So that's why you really got to understand like it's really just everything is in your mind. Everything is mental. So once you get a hold of your mental, your whole life changes. You know what I'm saying? And you know how I always talk about how it's so important to never neglect the mind, body, or spirit cuz they all work simultaneously together. That all of that is so important, especially um your diet is very important with that as well. So not only is your mental important, but it's important to know that the food that you eat affects your mental. That's why it's so important. And I just want to add this in here too. I, did, uh, I didn't I did know this, but... Uh, what's his name? One of the doughboys, uh, Fresh, if you're from Detroit, he made a post today and shared pictures that... Um, You know, he was diagnosed with cancer. I don't know if he had got diagnosed this year, but uh, I'm assuming that he did. He said he had got diagnosed with cancer this year. He said he immediately, you know, turned to God. He said that he uh, changed his diet, and his lifestyle. He started living an alkaline uh, lifestyle. Um, shout out to Dr. CB because that was something that he was always on promoting, um, an alkaline diet. And I, and I don't even like to say diet because it's not a diet like that. It's a whole lifestyle change. Um, he was talking about how many surgeries he had to go through and all of that. And um, once again, that's just a testament to, you know, your health, your life, all of that. Like, not only does the food that you affect the food that you eat affect your mental, but you'll live longer you know what i'm saying all that bullshit that not even just like fast food and all of that but a lot of this processed ass food that we eat the motherfucking cereal that they sell in the store when you read the ingredients on the box and shit and figure out what the fuck is really in all of that shit like with everything like everything that we really need is in nature so that's deep as hell too um what else he talked about how he was still just a work in progress and that's something that I always say and I also just want to reiterate that you know when I talk about being on a healing journey and all of that I always tell y'all that healing is not an overnight process you're not just gonna wake up tomorrow and be healed you're not just gonna Tackle all your childhood trauma and all your emotional blockages and issues and everything that you've been through in life in one day. It's not going to happen. It's a continuous journey. It's something that you're going to work on every single day. You're going to continuously unlock new levels to yourself. You're going to learn new stuff about yourself. You're going to change. You're going to evolve. You might. Relapse. You might fall back. You might get back on the path. Like, this is never ending. You know what I'm saying? So, don't think that it's, it's an ending point to this journey. It's not over until you're not in this bitch no more. Um, and once again, he just talked about uh, a lot of the things that he continuously does today that really helped him is just working out he says staying out the way, reading, traveling, valuing his money. Those are the things that, you know, keep him in a good space or whatever. So, um I really recommend, I really recommend those things to people cuz those are things that I do and I feel like I've noticed the change in my life and and I love it. It becomes a it becomes an obsession once you see the change in your life and you want to you you become obsessed with bettering yourself, like I like I always say. I'm always trying to become the best version of myself. Like I, I'm really striving for that. And whoever my partner is, my divine masculine partner, he got to be on this same type of time. You got to be on the same tip. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I'm on a forward path, and things that I used to deal with, things that I used to accept, are no longer you know that that shit it don't don't apply to my life no more and i see where i want to go um i have a son i want to build a legacy i want to have more kids i want to you know what i'm saying so it's just so much that i see in my future and so my the person that i'm going to be with has to be on the same page as me mentally spiritually emotionally all of that so that's what's most important to me we got to be compatible um He talked about how now he associates drugs with jail and that's why he would never do it again because he don't even want to go back to that life. He don't want to go back to jail or none of that shit. Um, And He said that the people that he used to be cool with that, you know, still do drugs or still do all the shit that he used to be into is uh, them type of people don't even want to be around him because of the life that he lived now and the person that he is now. And that's what we have to understand about just life in general, about being on a spiritual journey. When you make those changes to your life and you make those mental changes, you make those spiritual changes, them emotional changes, when you change your life, your old life is not going to fuck with your new life. It was a big spirit energy from from Instagram. One of the best things she ever said was like, uh, the new you is not going to pull up in the old environment. It's not. When you change your life, you can't go back to the way that you used to be. You just can't. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to go back, unless you want to be tempted to fall back into that. But I feel like once you become this new person, this recreated version of yourself, you don't even want to go back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I would never, I would never, first of all, I've come too far. Even just, a lot of times I say this and I think about where I'm at with the podcast now. Like, I could not wake up tomorrow and be like, man, I'm not going to do the podcast no more. I'm, I'm just not going to record no more episodes. I've come too far. Like, it's not even an option for me. I wouldn't even think that now. There is no way that i could go back if and then just looking at my life and where i'm at spiritually and stuff like that you know i always talk about how like i might have a drink maybe every blue moon or whatever like i was hanging out with some people i think it was last weekend and y'all know i'm a smoker i will smoke me some good weed okay so bring some weed to the party for me but no and you know they was drinking or whatever and it was like you you don't want to drink i'm like no like that like that's really just not a part of my life no more i might drink like i said i might drink some champagne or i don't know i'm dependent maybe depending on occasion or whatever i might take a shot or something like that but i don't drink i don't drink anymore and that's just not a part of my life and just a lot of the things that i used to do a lot of places that i used to frequent um aside from the fact that we're still in the pandemic we back on lockdown covid 19 all that shit. Um, You know, it's just a lot of things that I would never go back to. I would never go back to. I cannot make the conscious decision to go back to any of those things. And a new level, a new level. Clap it up for myself, clap it up for myself. A new level that I reached because it, it was very hard for a long time. I could never go back to fucking with toxic niggas. I could never go back to, you know what I'm saying, just, like, having, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say this and then hold myself, but I don't think so, because I I just, I really, I'm gonna say it, because I don't think so, I can never go back to having casual sex, um, I just can't, you know what I'm saying, and I'm so, I'm actually, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself for this, because for a long, for a long time, that was a, that was a hard battle for me to, you know, fuck with niggas knowing that it wasn't gonna go nowhere or knowing that they're not a reflection of my highest potential or knowing that you know they're not serving me or you know what like just so many things but I have really reached a place and another thing that I'm proud of is like I talk about this all the time about activating my throat chakra and speaking up for myself man (laughs) it (laughs) It would be the littlest shit that I would never used to not speak up for myself for. Like, it could be something so petty. Like, I'd be in a car with somebody in the era beyond, Like, you cold? Like, no, I'm straight. But i really be cold as fuck. Like, no. I'm... It just wouldn't say nothing. It'd be little shit like that. But it would be bigger shit, too, that I would never speak up about. But now I speak up for myself especially with niggas if it's something that make me uncomfortable and i'm not talking about sexually or nothing like that but if it's just something that make me uncomfortable or i don't like something that you said or you rubbed me the wrong way or what like i speak up about that shit now i don't let nothing slide no more and it feels so good and i feel like um i see a lot of posts on instagram about how you know with that being one of the issues that i had as a child like not expressing myself and not speaking up for myself or not saying what's wrong i feel like every time that i do it now as an adult i feel like the inner child in me is jumping for joy it's screaming it's clapping like yes you speaking up for you you know what i'm saying so it like it's really a breakthrough so i really encourage y'all to try to figure out what y'all issues are um that y'all have in y'all adult life that was an issue for you as a child that went unaddressed or you know what I'm saying or anything that was neglected for you as a child because it's really some breakthrough type shit. Um what else? That just went off into a whole another tangent. Um oh, he was talking about the friends and stuff. So, um another thing that he said was, you know, initially he was supposed to be on house arrest for 3 years, but he got off early as fuck. Well. He got off 2 years early because of, I guess, for good behavior and for being on such a good path, and he said that he he didn't talk to people, like his old people and his old friends, he didn't talk to them for a year when he got out of jail, when he was on house arrest, because he couldn't be around people that was felons and all of that shit. He was talking about how he was really sad that he couldn't even link up with Shadi Lowe before he said the day Shadi Lowe died was the day he got off house arrest. That's fucked up. But, um... Yeah, he said he didn't talk to people for a year. So, by the time he got off house arrest, it was kind of like the relationships had already died off. It's like, we already ain't talked to you in a year. So, it's kind of like, what's the point now? And that's the thing you got to understand that life It's going to be so many relationships that are going to die off. Friends, family, all type of shit. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Like, first of all, I'm not really big on holidays no more just because of the, the real origins and the real true meanings behind them and shit like that and all of that but on top of that i'm kind of low-key happy that like niggas is like don't meet up with your family for the holidays because of the pandemic and you know we on lockdown again you're not supposed to be around a lot of people like i'm low-key kind of happy like that i don't have to link up with people this year because uh i don't know I'm over my family. I'm not going to lie. I, On top of the fact that we all kind of spaced out and separated. And each year, everything got smaller and smaller because people was moving all over the place and stuff like that. But just this past year where I've been with a lot of my family members is like, I'm straight on y'all, for real. And I hate, and you know, I kind of hate that it got to be like that or that I feel that way. But sometimes you got to understand that. You know what's best for you. You know what's best for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um I think maybe a lot of people could come back around and, you know, maybe we could try to, like, patch up whatever issues we had once, you know, I get further along in my journey and they see why I'm doing what I'm doing and all of that. And people going to understand it and want to come around. But I also think that, like, I think a lot of my family is stuck in their ways you know what I'm saying, just the generations before me and all of that, and I don't know, people got fake low-key beefs and just, you know, be feeling some type of way about stupid-ass shit, but I'm not about to kiss nobody's ass, I'm grown as fuck, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna always respect my elders, but also you gonna respect me, period, and, um, yeah, I'm low-key happy about that because I really just feel like I'm in a place where, like I said, I'm straight on my family, and that's just how I feel, um, what else? Um He also said he didn't wanna go around the drinkers and the smokers cause he couldn't even stand a chance to make a mistake. And that's how it is, like whatever path you on in life or where whatever level you on, you you not gonna wanna go back to toxicity or toxic relationships or fuck with people that's not on the shit that you on now like like he said them people not even gonna want to be around you once you change you know what i'm saying or either they're gonna be around you and be trying to force you to do shit that you used to do and it's like i'm not there no more you know i'm past that so uh, that's important to make the decision to be on the path that you know is best for you and keep moving forward um Another thing that he talked about is how, like, he used to have really bad anxiety um, about taking drug tests and stuff like that when he was still, you know, drinking and doing all that shit and all of that. And he was like, now that he's clean and he's sober, it's like, come on in. You know, I could take the test without a problem. And I think that a lot of people don't understand the all of the energy and all the anxiety that goes into situations like that and it it, you could look at it from a different aspect you don't have to just be oh i'm taking a drug test or whatever like um for instance guys that cheat i don't think y'all understand how much energy it takes to put into cheating and lying and sneaking around and getting caught. You know what I'm saying? It takes so much energy to come up with all the shit you got to do to get out of a situation all the anxiety that you deal with. Charlemagne is a person that I really talk about that a lot too about how his life changed and how he don't feel anxiety no more because he don't cheat on his wife no more. He don't you know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta deal with that. You ain't gotta make up lies. You ain't gotta make up stories. You ain't gotta walk around feeling, you know, looking over your shoulder or feeling some type of way. Like and my thing is at the end of the day, just be single. I don't understand why people be in relationships and drag other people through the fucking mud, put yourself through all that stress and you know all that bullshit when you don't have to be in a situation like that you make it worse for yourself you make it worse for them you make it worse for everybody you ain't even got to deal with all that anxiety and all that bullshit and you you know what i'm saying you got to put all that energy into that shit when you could just really be living a carefree life um another thing is like i was talking to somebody today and they was talking about how like you know it takes so much more energy to hate a person. And she was saying, like, I don't even care about the situation no more. It does. You don't like. Life is so much easier and peaceful a certain way. You know what I'm saying? The negative shit, the bad shit, if you gotta be negative or if you gotta do dirty ass shit or do bad shit it takes so much more energy to do that when you could really just be a person about peace and love and just you know it don't take nothing to do that but to be a bad person it takes a lot to do that it takes so much energy and it's not even fucking worth it um let's see he talked about taking his health seriously i feel like i talk about that all the time um and he said he was talking about how having all the money and all of that you know it's um he was saying what's the point of having all the money if I thought somebody was about to come in here and disturb my shit what's the point of having all the money um, if you can't use it because you live in an unhealthy lifestyle so um, a couple more things so uh, one of his best piece of, of life advice I guess was to not take everything so serious um To be nice to everybody He said anybody could be racist or mean um, Don't be bougie y'all Always remember where you come from I talked about that yesterday on yesterday's episode About how y'all fake be Oh I treat the CEO and the janitor with the same respect And I'm like no you don't Y'all be hoeing every fucking body on the internet um, And y'all don't even be rich I don't know not one of y'all that got a hundred thousand in y'all bank account And if you do it's cause y'all was doing the unemployment scams <laughs> um, He said that if you find a wife You find a great thing um they hold you to a high standard and push you to be your best self um he talks about making bad choices and just staying committed to change oh one of the best parts one my the favorite my favorite part of the interview is when he said don't commit to nothing that you ain't gonna be responsible for nigga a wife your kids a job whatever don't commit to nothing that you ain't gonna be responsible for he just talked about being self-aware being brutally honest with yourself um my bad y'all my shit got interrupted but um i was wrapping it up anyway but Um, You know, he just talked about being self-aware, being brutally honest with yourself. Um, He said to always tell the truth. He like, how you gonna be cool, but you lying to yourself? That's fraudulent as fuck. So uh, I feel like that's something I talk about all the time is being self-aware and being honest with yourself. Like you can't expect to grow um, or elevate or any of that if you can't be honest with yourself about your situations about your relationships like it's gonna hurt but it's gonna help you transmute a lot of bullshit and get to the next level um and the last thing that I took something took notes on was a uh, he said when somebody shows you favor that's better than them giving you money and he was talking about in regards to the situation with the amigos and they felt like he was trying to play it play them by saying that he gave them their first chains or whatever. And he was like, to me, that was showing a favor. And to me, I'm like, if you a artist coming up in the industry, I feel like that's love for a rapper to give you their chain. I think Big Sean said Jay-Z gave him his rock or Rockefeller chain or whatever the fuck. Or you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You know, but niggas be having that be on them ego trips, so I don't know. But overall I feel like Aside from everybody making jokes about, uh, oh, Gucci ain't shit, Jeezy better, whatever, you know, whatever the fuck y'all niggas was on the internet talking about. If you fuck with him, you a druggie. you was in the slow classes in school, all of that. Um I think the most important thing is to just look at the person that he was and the person who he is now. What it took to become that person. Because we are all Gucci mains. You know what I'm saying? We all used to be people that we not proud of. We done all did some shit that we was ashamed of. We used to this. We used to do stuff that we feel like is not a reflection of who we are now, but it was necessary in order to grow. We all have, you know, these personal evolutions, um, in these in these life transformations, and that's what life is about. That's what the black girl experience is about. <laughs> it's about the experience of of my life of being a black girl of being a black woman of growing spiritually. Um, and healing myself, you know what I'm saying? So, I think that, yeah, versus is all fun and games, blah blah blah. It's a bunch of memes, it's a bunch of jokes, but ultimately, uh, I just want to come on here and talk about just his growth. And I feel like Jeezy grew as an artist as well, but you know, I'm not Team Jeezy. And I don't care. I do. I really did fuck with that post about how they said that Gucci married a black a black woman. Period. Cause y'all know I'm about black love. Y'all know I'm about celebrating black pride, black love. I believe in carrying on your lineage and all of that. And you know, so <clears throat> that's uh that's it. And I just really uh I really enjoy watching stories like that or just watching people evolve as artists, as humans, as whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at the person that I used to be and I'm a totally different person today. I'm a totally different person and I wouldn't change the person that I am today for the world. And I wouldn't change nothing. That was another thing that Charlotte May asked him was like, do you think that everything that you went through was basically like a part of divine timing and all of that? And it is. It is. Everything that you go through in life is meant to happen. You know, like I like I said before, like your story has already been written. So, you know, I think that's the beautiful part about life is watching it unfold and just watching what's to come, what's to happen. You know what I'm saying? This shit is really like I don't even know how to describe it, but to me is it's very beautiful to watch. So, that's all I got for y'all. I already know Jeezy gonna, I mean, not Jeezy. I already know Gucci gonna win, period. Period, boo. He gonna win in my eyes, for sure. And I can't wait, because he got some luck. Man, when I tell y'all, that's all I listen to. Matter of fact, I remember, this, this is my last little thing, and then I'm gonna go. I remember going to, I think he came to the, it wasn't the Crowfoot Bar. He went to some club in Pontiac. It was my senior year. It was it was at the point where I remember my daddy had already moved to Arizona because I was staying in the little condo by myself or whatever. And I remember, like, going to the club with a couple of my homegirls. We went to the club in Pontiac, and Gucci was there. He was performing. That nigga was giving us Patron shots. Like, we was right at the stage. This nigga was pouring Patron shots in our mouth. Like, I will never forget that. That shit was funny as hell. Like, I really used to love Gucci. That's all the fuck I listened to. Spent in my first year at Easter, that's all we was riding to in the car. And even by the time... That's what I mean. That nigga was a whole wave of himself. My second year of college, that's when Wasted came out. Everybody everybody was talking about, oh, we white girl wasted, nigga. We we, we getting white boy wasted. We What? Wasted. Not now. The term is lit. Now it's lit. But back then it was wasted. But uh who Gucci got some man. Gucci got some classics. Y'all talk about Jeezy got some classics. Gucci got some classics. Okay. Some motherfucking classics. Um. But yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you follow me on all platforms at Podcast Bay. on Real Podcast Bay on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review on why you love the black girl experience. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Like the videos, comment, hit the notification bell so that you never miss a motherfucking upload. That's all I got for y'all. I'm out.